I'm waiting for my co-host. There's no So I'm going to start. I will start and then wait for my awesome co-host. Oh, that's my song. Oh, my gosh. All right, so my co-host and I here, and I'm jamming in my house. So if you can hear the song, hold on. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, ladies. Hi. <laughs> so what's going on? So quiet. I was I was jamming for like two seconds because y'all wasn't here. So. Oh, well, the party is the boys here now. I was, I was, I was having my own party. Oh, well, we came to join the party. Oh, you might not be able to hear. I turned it off. And then, oh. guess who is still awake? <laughs> Y'all? Mm. I just didn't have the energy today to, like, to fight. Right? So, yeah, I get it. 
song, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna start, and then I, a song came on, um, and I was I was dancing, so I got distracted. <laughs> Is that our adult ADHD? No, well, easily distracted girl. Come on. No, the song was a good song, so you know, I like a good, I like a good tune. So I was in it. That reminds me of the days if we were at a, if we were at a club and everybody's like, oh, let's all go home now, and all of a sudden your song comes on. Yes, and you gotta stay to hear your song. Yeah. As long as we're dancing, we might as well dance to something good. Absolutely. We should open up with music all the time. I know. And a couple of finger snaps. Right. And that then in the in the background. That is my favorite. I love this. This is my favorite. Are we live? 
Yes, we are live. Um, <laughs> we missed the live. All right, it's over. do my intro now even though that was so much better (laughs) (laughs) welcome 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 to our listeners our watchers uh tonight as in every night it is our view podcast and this podcast sorry my window's open you can hear all the planes passing by Sad. Yes. Grandma's coming. Oh. Yes, grandma coming, but I have to do the podcast first. Okay? Who's coming? You coming? Grandma. All right. Thank you. Grandma. <laughs> yes, Uncle Grandma. Grandma? Yes, Grandma. All right. So delicious. <laughs> oh delicious. Goodness gracious. So the podcast is sponsored by Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. Sir, sir, please. No matter. <laughs> they go to curse me out for background noise. I already had the airplane passing by. <laughs> yes, well, please hold down. So sit on the bed. Goodness gracious. You see, this is why I got put into bed. Because I can't handle. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Yeah. So the opinions on this podcast is solely of the opinions of the co-hosts, not of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle or Citywide Council on Special Education or of Parent to Parent of New York State. Welcome, my people, listeners, watchers. Um, let me introduce you to the co-hosts. I am Trisha Bermudez. I am the mom of uno, one kid, boy. Um <laughs> And uh, he has a rare chromosome deletion. Under that deletion, we have a, a uh, plethora of things. And <laughs> one being a learning disability, uh, another being failure to thrive, and then a host of other things. Our next co-host is Gloria Corsino, mom of three boys, mm-hmm. um, two of which are on the autism spectrum. And we have Ellen McHugh, who is the mom of three boys. Also, one who is um, hearing impaired. Welcome, co-host. And our fourth co-host, who um, is missing tonight. Is camping. Is camping. She's glamping. She's in an RV. I don't she's think in the woods, in the dark. I don't think she's in an RV. I think she's she's in the car, but she's in the woods camping but the last time she went camping she did it in an rv remember i know but i don't think it's the same thing this time oh okay well look yeah i always tell people if you know something's there and you still go then that's a choice 
Now, they know there's bears and snakes and all that good stuff. They have those things at the zoo. I'll see them there. See, I call glamping. Yes, glamping. This is organized mm-hmm. structures of houses in the people's woods, but it's clearings. Like, it ain't that rustic. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, can't I need power. Good. No, no, you look at rustic and then you go to the hotel. Absolutely. Well, if you see where I want to go, quote unquote, camping, yeah, you're like, okay, it's it, that's not camping with grandma. Yes, with grandma. My my co host back here is adding commentary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all purpose of the podcast is to provide a relatable voice for parents of children with disabilities provide information and direct contact with persons at the DOE uh, for support regarding special education related services and as we always start out provide entertainment to the masses and that's how we end it um boom so tonight's episode I thought we would recap like as per usual recap all the things that have transpired me and my chair uh, transpired last week because, of course, as in every week, there's like a million and one changes that probably won't stick into the following week. But let's discuss it anyway. <laughs> uh, first up, a million and one meetings as per usual. Uh, city council had a hearing. Uh, District 75 uh, council had a parents forum. Uh, Citywide Council on Special Education had a a meeting, clarify the words probably, a meeting with OPT, that's the Office for People Transportation. Uh, Did I miss that? Oh, I have news. Public Office also. What's the news? Give us the skinny. Kevin Moran is, you know, Ursulina Ramirez, who was the chief operating officer? has stepped down. So Kevin Moran and another woman whose name escapes me at this point are going to be doing her her job. So it took two people to replace Ursulina. What does that mean? That sounds crazy. I mean, she had a portfolio. We were on a call with the one of the deputy chancellors who commented about the depth and content of Ursulina's portfolio. I, please don't take this in any other way but a positive way. She was running the system, really. You know, so it's a big job to be the chief operating officer. And now they had to split it to two people. So what okay. does that mean for what OPT is now Sean Fitzpatrick and Jody Salmons? Is that her name? For the time yes. being. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so that's why it wasn't Kevin Moran on CCSP. Yeah. I kinda you know, when I jumped on to the meeting and I saw and I heard the people um, I was like, these are not familiar faces as no. the people. So I was no. a little 
perplexed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. How do you like them apples? Interesting turn of so, events. Kevin Moran went from busing expert to system expert now? I guess. He went from the newbie to jumping ship. <laughs> no, did I say that out loud? You did. <laughs> you forgot to mute yourself. I did. I don't think Here's he. He wasn't that much of a newbie. Will the newbie running the the whole thing by himself? Well, now he's got a partner. How how long have I? I mean being a former council member how long have i been off the council uh a year, a year. Right. A year. and right. and 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 now uh a candidate again all right right oh, i only did that because my life was threatened i mean whoops am i doing <laughs> she works well under pressure doesn't she <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right sit down that's why um no, I, I did it for the greater good. There's more work to be done and um you know. And I she did great work when she was with us. So I, we want yeah. her back on to continue said work. Yes, 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 yes. As go. if as if I don't have much else to do, but okay, I'm coming you back. Don't. If you would like to have me. <laughs> If you Absolutely. You don't wow. have that much to do. You're just sitting around eating Jello, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I love Jello so. Wait, wait, much. Ellen. She's not yeah. eating Jello. She's having Jello shots. Whoa! Correction, indeed. That is. Very <laughs> All right. Here, here it is. It's Lauren Siciliano, Chief mm -hmm. Administrative Operating mm -hmm. Officer, and Kevin Moran. Chief School Operations Officer. Huh? So they split. They split. Ursulina wrote this letter. I lead the work of the Chief Operating Office to an amazing team under the strong leadership of Lauren Siciliano, Chief Administration Operating's Officer, and Kevin Moran, Chief School Operations Officer. Wow. So things change, you know, as you said. Well, in in this administration and under this chancellor, I will say there's a lot of changes. Not all positive, either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there. Not a lot of people leaving. And that's well, it's, always a scary sign. Yeah, but it's the end of the road for most. You know, you start look. Well, it's the end of this administration. That's what it is. Yeah. What's he got? Yeah. A Until, year. And uh, a no. Not even a, maybe fifteen months. Yeah. The oh elections are in November. Can't go fast enough. Can't go fast enough. Oh, <laughs> That's a low blow. Yeah. If I could go lower, you know I would. But I'm already short, Ellen. So. <laughs> I'm already hitting below the belt. <laughs> Even standing up. There you go. Absolutely. No. 
And did you see all the new stuff on special education? Special education teacher support services in blended learning, integrated code teaching, special education program adaptations document add for blended and remote learning. And the last one I just took a look at is the provision of related services during blended learning. How do you like them apples? Too many damn titles. I, 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 Well, they got 30 days to impress Trisha. That's it. <laughs> you know, technically at this point, they don't really have that much time. I was giving them to like October 1st, but being that school is delayed, <laughs> you've got like what, a week and a half. Hoy. They got nine days to, to impress you, right? Nine days. Is there a yeah. holiday in there? Yep, the holiday in there too. I mean, there's Let's gotta be that. holidays. I tell ya. Get it. Hey, this whole thing is is a joke. What's the difference um, between September 10th and September 21st? But a bunch of holidays. Well, I and think it barely if, was if any it, school days. What was the point in that? I could see if they had said November 1st. I'm good with that argument, but 11 days? That's the dumbest idea I've, I've... <sighs> Well, I think they're thinking they can get their evaluations done, you know, their walkthrough, and Gloria yeah. did a walkthrough. Yeah, up in I the did. Bronx. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you this much, in 12 days, in 11 days, they're not going to be able to repair. And I just saw one school. It's not even repair. It's to finish the walkthroughs. Come on, you no, guys. I get it. Finish the walkthroughs. And then, yeah. then they're going to turn around and say, well, we need more time to get them right. So now we're pushing it back. You, yeah. They're so disgusted. What a waste yeah. of time. I don't even care. Exactly. Yes, you do, or you wouldn't be complaining. I know. I do care. <laughs> I mean, I. I would not. Uh, I will be telling my grandchildren that I that I was in a coma for the year 2020, so I have no recollection because nothing positive That's what I'm happened. Talking. Yeah, it's just so sad, you know. This has been, you know, between everything that has happened with pandemic, and I mean, a lot of systems have imploded, but this has been by far like one of the worst fiascos for us. Man. It's crazy. Oh, it's, it's been a whole hot mess. mess. Exactly. A whole hot mess. It's a joke, Tell me what the actually, difference is between a hot mess and a cold mess. Yeah. Yeah, Trisha. <laughs> you found your food? All right, chill out then. Because like anything else, it takes 99 hours for him to finish a meal. So yeah. Well, that's right. exactly. He, he chews. He masticates his food so that that. Let me tell you something. I read a post right. As I uh -oh. sort of digress, I read a post where was it a post or an article, something like that, where a kid was on virtual, the virtual classroom, right, and the. I guess the, the parent was like nearby, but like not right there, but 
some yeah. probably in the kitchen and the kid is eating on the zoom thing right and the parent hears the teacher say um like jimmy stop eating while while you're in class right <laughs> and the mom's response from wherever she was because she heard it saying um pretty much like Jimmy's at home and he will eat when he feels like eating. I ain't buy all these groceries for to sit here. <laughs> well, that's that's fascinating to me because beginning when they do go back to school, whether it's the twenty first or October first, they're going to have instructional lunch. Right. So here's everybody. The the, the my catch was because then you read the comments and so the comments blow up to where. It might have been one of those parent-teacher, you know, groups where they want to go back to school type of thing or, or not. Yeah. But like the comment section was even better because the comments was like, oh, these are kids that grow up to talk back to teachers or that have no respect for teachers because of how the parents reacted, right? And then some people are like, well, listen, I'm not going to starve my kid. If he's yeah. hungry, he's going to eat. And there, and par- a lot of parents were saying, this is why kids can't focus in school because they're starving. And, you know, maybe they have a valid point. Both sides might have a valid point. But then I think about my own situation, right? Hmm. Matt, who is a child that was born failure to thrive. What, what does that mean? Matt was born underweight. He was born three pounds, 15 ounces. Had Whoa. to learn how to suck, swallow, breathe. Yes, he was a tiny one. And he had to learn how to really, from, um, from birth, Matt had to learn. He had speech. Yeah. Eating therapy, essentially, yeah. from birth. Yeah. So he had to learn how to do that and then and even after that, he still had feeding issues where his capacity wasn't um, that great. So Matt would have like barely three ounces of milk in one sitting. Where mm. other kids at his age could probably drink a whole eight ounce bottle, you know? So right. it's been the never ending cycle with him. And, you know, at, as many of us do we go to doctors we see you know specialists for our kids and so one of Matt's mm-hmm. specialists is uh a, the gi and the nutritionist and every time i would show up to a meeting they would look at me like i had 15 heads or i was starving him mm-hmm. actually one doctor told me i was killing matt mm-hmm. because i refused to put a g uh a g-tube into him Needless to say, I'm no longer with said doctor, but yeah, told me I was essentially killing him because I didn't want to do a G2. Mm. So I say all this to say is that seeing how Matt is at home and his progression in his weight gain, because he's able to eat how he, he needs to eat, which is when, he, when essentially he's when hungry, hungry and when he wants, yeah, um, and not on a regimented schedule because he still is the same kid. He still does not have the capacity to eat in one sitting, like eat all yeah. his food. He'll he'll bite and eat as much as he can, but he won't. 
I don't think he eats enough for sustenance. He eats just when he gets full because that's just his makeup. And then if he was to be hungry again, essentially, again. he'll eat again, yeah. which is quite often. And which is why he probably is not. Which, look, the, the normal process of eating is that you're supposed to eat to be satisfied, not to be full. Right. Your, your hunger should subside, but you shouldn't be so full that you can't even move. Um, you know, and that's how your right. body digests food. It can only break it down in increments. So his metabolism is working fine. You know, because look, when we were growing up, chunky babies were a beautiful thing. That doesn't mean that they were necessarily the, the healthiest babies. You know, I mean, I, no one loves a roll more than me, you know, on a chunky baby. But, you know, it, it becomes morbidly obesity even as a child. You know, well, the other way that which the other is way that the next problem for Matt. Yes. He has obesity on his chromosome deletion. So it's either a failure to thrive or he's obese. So we got to stay in the middle somewhere that makes sense. But the middle. Yes. Right, like in school, that did not make sense for me. Clearly, uh, pandemic life has been a learning experience as well as a stressful one. But what does this look like for him? And I, I feel like a lot of parents are in that kind of limbo is the things that worked out of school for their child, um, doesn't necessarily conform to the everyday school system. And so how do you fight and advocate for that? You know? But that's the whole thing about having an IEP. If Matt, if Matt, this would be my thought. If you went to the nutritionist and the nutritionist wrote a letter and said that Matt should eat as needed, when needed, they'd have to put it on the IEP because the nutritionist is the... Is the person who makes these determinations, right? He or she would support Matt's need for a constant access, not not outrageous, but a, a, a constant access because of the way he eats and because of the way his body breaks down the food and metabolizes it however you want it. That's what an IEP is there for. So the idea that Matt should be this is me talking, limited to breakfast at 7.30 and lunch at 11.30 and a snack at 3 o'clock is not beneficial to Matt from what you're telling me. You right. Know. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, well have- I'm making my way down the list of doctors that we need. <laughs> so <laughs> I am getting there to the the GI doctor uh, because of course like everything else with pandemics you know things got thrown out of loop so we've got eye doctor we've got the neurologist we've, we're going to see the, the dentist and that's the next catch because Matt has to get a palate expander so that his adult teeth can grow into his mouth appropriately because Matt has a tiny you know palate palate yeah <clears throat> so what is that like max- braces? Well, it, it what it does is the oral maxillary team. Am I correct, uh, Trisha? 
Patricia? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, because it's the he's oral maxillary team. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what they do is they actually so, insert a plate to expand it, so that the bone the actually moves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I ha- and <laughs> get this, I have to turn it every day <laughs> by myself. What? Oh my yeah. god. Yes. It's like a brace. I'm dying. Yeah. But I have to do it. I oh. It sounds like some medieval torture. I it uh, it is actually. It's yeah. very painful. So it's I was trying painful, to do so. it at night and have them give me medication so he could sleep. Like because yeah. they won't well, do otherwise. Like he'll just be miserable all day and we're not yeah. fine. or I'm not going to jail because of him and his <laughs> small ballot. Yeah. So I'm gonna my plan is to do it at night and to have him get medication to sleep through the, the night for the, the pain. Discomfort, yeah. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so that would be a whole new ball game in the world of eating for Matt. And so that would just be a, but I digress, but it's helpful, parents, helpful. This this is what I go through. Uh, So if you go through this and you have tips, please um, DM me. Uh, I I like it. I like to hear other tips and tools and I'll definitely get that on his IP now. Well, now that we're on the other side of pandemic with returning to school, I need to see the the doctors to to at least confirm what I'm seeing to get it on his IEP. I would. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's an awful. uh, I found it. I can't do. You know, can't go long hours between having something to eat. And I, you know, I know that he's not going to be. You're keeping him home, right? Or you're sending him in. I'm I'm sending him in, but I'm driving him in. So if he's in a classroom, you know, you can you can make the accommodation for him to have his whether it's a snack or a banana or whatever available to him. They're going to have instructional lunch. Why wouldn't they add this to the whole routine? Some kids, because of their blood sugar levels, have to eat every three hours. Absolutely. So, so yep. You know, this should not be so rare. I I know, but I feel like, you know, when when it's not like I don't know, I I don't know, but I'll be working on it. So stay tuned. <laughs> Um, digress, digress, digress. Uh, da, 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 da. so what, what, what else? What else? Uh, so busing, let's recap busing. Uh, busing still doesn't seem like it Mommy, makes sense to people. Yes, you are dancing, sir. This is, this is a hot mess today. <laughs> They're going to bus people. They just don't know when they're going to bus people. They still don't have a contract signed. They have, from what I gather, they must have something because they're doing the inspections of the buses. And I don't think that they could do that if there hadn't been a contract agreed on. But the other issue is 
now you've got to rehire all those folks that got laid off. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have to be recertified. I don't know if they have Absolutely. to be. Absolutely, they've been out of the system for how long? Well, six months. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's CDL license is bound to have expired in that time. Yeah. You know, other bumps in the road. They didn't. I think. I think that. I think that the whole uh, result of Thursday night's meeting was we're looking forward to busing. And when we get there, we'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, same as the District 75 uh, CWAC Council meeting, same thing. We are excited about busing. Who <laughs> gets no. excited about busing? We're, we're ready to serve. <laughs> we're still working on it. <laughs> Get back to you as soon as we know. Be right back. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Right, pretty much. There you go. Pretty much. Pretty much, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. I felt horrible, okay, at the Citywide Council D75 meeting because some parent got on there and was just reaming them. And oh. pretty much has been saying what everybody else has been saying, not to the fault of um, uh, the division on instruction. Yes, but they were like, "Listen, this is the first first time anybody has been discussing District Seventy Five, and um." What's, um, what's the deal? We need more. Like, why is this like, we're now at September 4th and we've been out of school since March and we're, this is the first time anyone has addressed this in 75. And I was like, ooh, tell them. So let me ask you a question. And, and, and maybe this is just my view on how people should work even within their system that they work in. Um, shouldn't there have been some advocacy from the superintendent of District 75 to not have his children for nothing? There's the other hand of it, I, I, because I, he sure enough, he addressed it, he addressed that parent concern as if, like, that's not the case. Like he, no, we've been working very hard. Like, what are you talking about? Pretty much. Well, they've been working and, among themselves with no transparency. Maybe there's been no the conversations with the parents, right? The parent literally said, "Of all the meetings that have come across town halls, chancellor this, update that, no meeting has mentioned." District 75, special education, nothing. Well, she hasn't been to our meetings. Exactly. <laughs> no. And she, then again, there goes, no. the, there goes the work. Not, not, she, uh, the mom was not talking about the great people of CCSC, okay? The mom no. was addressing the chancellor and his videos and all the other people and their videos that work up, 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 up. 
Like What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Don't you know that when they say our most vulnerable children, our children most in need, all those dog whistle words, they're going to turn around and say, well, we were talking about your kid. Own it. No, they, say it. They forgot they were saying differently abled. Oh, yes. How about that one? <laughs> Not that they said address any of my concerns for my child, so they definitely wasn't talking to moi. Everybody wants to use these soft phrases, you know, differently able, exactly. child with a special need, our most vulnerable children. Uh, it's just like our disabilities, point blank period. The, the children that are in shelters, the English that are English language learners, the children that have disabilities, let's let's address them accordingly. They need the most help. Stop Except them. they don't benefit from synchronous and asynchronous learning. And no. they haven't they haven't gotten to the point where they can be articulate in another form or all of the buzzwords that people love to use that doesn't describe the fact and it doesn't address the kids issue or it just it just doesn't but it sounds nice we were we were at some zoom meeting and they were talking about assessments and evaluations for kids typical kids in classrooms so i said have you addressed any of the have you made any attempt to address the issue of a child with a reading disability, what accommodations and modifications are you making to your assessments? And a woman said out loud in front of everybody, oh, we'll leave that to special ed. Mm. They're in silos. We'll leave that to our colleagues in special ed. Well, if your colleagues in special ed aren't talking to you, about an appropriate third grade test and how to modify and accommodate it because you live over here under such and such and such an organization and they live over there. How in heaven's name are you gonna come up with a concerted effort to address the child's need? Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to live in silos? I'm not a farmer. I don't even go in the woods. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, they I don't to, even go in the woods. <laughs> I don't. I'll go to the beach. I'll ride. I'll ride by. If I'm in an airplane, I'll look down. Look at the trees, mother. Oh, that's nice. But no. Why? Why do we have to sit there and listen to people who talk to us as if we were dopes? Actually, Ellen, okay. that's, that's Actually, they don't talk to us, they talk at us. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they use their secret codes, you know, like, well, is that child a sped? Yeah. I, it took me, <laughs> it took me a, a couple of times to hear that before I realized what they were actually saying. I, I put my hand up and said, please, don't refer to my son that way. 
My kid's not a sped. If they had said a spud, I would have said, well, maybe they're making an Irish slur. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. A sped? Exactly, a sped. Let's box them in. Let's make sure, you know, we've got X number of kids in X percentage at X time. But let's not talk to each other about how we do an appropriate assessment for a reading and math level or a history level or I don't care what it is because that's in their shop, not mine. I don't have to learn about it. I just have to produce it, which is why in the beginning of this pandemic, so many folks who have children in District 75 who are on alternate assessment were getting packages home for work, asynchronous packages home to work with their son or daughter that was on the grade level of the age of the child. So you had a a 12-year-old child getting seventh grade work when he or she had a functioning level of a first or second grader. This one mother said she just broke down because all it did was remind her of what wasn't when she wanted to be in praise of what is. It took almost seven weeks, seven weeks for them to stop sending her age-appropriate asynchronous material. Seven weeks. So sad. And here I am talking like the other side of age-appropriate asynchronous material. What does that mean? What does asynchronous mean? Live taped. Live tape. I didn't even get taped. So what what was taped like? Was that like was they posting tape stuff every day? Summer school was totally different. Oh yeah? Yeah, summer school was Was live every day. Was that better? Heck yeah. I left him with the iPad, came in at my desk, worked a little bit. They hollered for me when it was finished. <laughs> it was amazing. But it's like I was a mansion, so I couldn't really hear. But when they were done, they were like, Mom, Mom. Like, I love it. I love it. Fantastic. But, you know, we worked well. Okay. It, it, in some ways, I, this was not. This is not the way we should be educating kids by no means. But in some ways, it's the first time that most parents have had more than just a "hello, how are you" relationship with the teacher. They've actually, even if they're yelling, "Hey, ma, come get them," it's better than not hearing from them at all, or only hearing from them when there's a problem. Or parent-teacher conference. Or parent-teacher conference. I, I never understood that. And, and that, the only time I would really hear or speak to the teacher was at parent-teacher conference, uh, or parent-teacher conference, or or IP uh, meeting. Right. 
or they're like, right. oh, we're having something at school, come on down. But other than that, I never really engage with the teacher other than writing notes in a notebook. I, I mean, I liked it. I liked the fact that I had more accessibility to his um, his team and and being able to engage with the therapist and being able to engage with the So get another one. <laughs> Nature of my life. I can't even do work. Like, <laughs> yeah, but look, he's gone. To think about it. When he was three and a half pounds, did you think you'd ever be able to say that to him and he'd go get it? Which is so funny because today my mom, between yesterday and today, my mom was sending me videos and pictures of Matt when he was a baby. And one of the videos she sent me was actually of when he first learned to walk. Which Did you cry? Of course I was crying. I was here like a big bully. Yeah. But it was amazing to see like where he was. Cause Matt learned to walk when he was like two and a half. About, yeah. Um and uh so to see where where he was then, she even sent pictures of him walking around my, my house and um him sort of talking, gurbling, whatever, and her saying right. her saying to him, which is hilarious now. Just use your words. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Use your words. But he had no words to give her. It's more like... <laughs> they were his words. So right. he was trying to make them. He was trying. But you could clearly see where he was trying to say something. But the frustration of not being able to say it. Um, But then to see the kid he is now and it's like man have we come a long way <laughs> he won't shut up <laughs> yeah but that's well he wouldn't own. shut up then so there's that but th that's the that's the thing that systems like this don't acknowledge they, they only measure the deficit and you know you look at where you were a couple of years ago and where you are now. I want to see you. I used to go to IEP meetings for my son and I get this list with his initials on it. C period N period D period. And like the second time I got the list, I finally said to them, what does this mean? And they said, oh, cannot do. Yeah. And so I said, well, where's the list of what he can do? Well said, Ellen. And, you know, but they looked at me like I had four heads, which I might have had by that time because I had a splitting headache. <laughs> I think I might have been, you know, like that monster that just uh, almost like a gorgon. But anyway, I, I mean, if this system can't recognize what it has done, that's positive for the child and the growth that the child has made because it's a combination of the staffing and the parent at home 
if this system can't recognize what it's done well and can only recognize what it didn't do, then where are we going to see any success? Where are we going to believe? Because every report, you, although people who have done the synchronous learning or the online learning with the teachers, uh, you know, have a much better relationship, but we get paper reports. We don't get people reports. And they list. Cannot do, cannot do, cannot do, cannot do. Hasn't achieved. Achieved at 50%. You know, why can't you talk about both sides? Why does it always have to be? And if the system itself doesn't acknowledge that there has been some movement and growth, then what the heck? The system is more depressed than we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for Ellen. Um, and this is, you know, cop. I got a call from a, a former council member on Citywide Council for uh, Special Ed. And she uh, referred me a, a mom whose child is at Winston Prep with a Nickerson letter. Now, the child has been doing so well, even in remote, because there's, their organization has, done, has really, really taken the remote learning to a different level. Can I tell you that they sent her a, 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 a placement letter to put her child back in a public school? Why? Uh, because they said that she... I guess, remember, remember, the Nicholson letters are year to year, Ellen. Right. So you have to requalify every year. So what I said to the mom was that, you know, the way to do it differently is that because she was given a voucher with Nicholson letter, she needs to change the child's classification as approved non-public non school. And they'll still pay for that, but she won't have to redo this every year. Right. And she has to come out of pocket every year to prove she had to get an attorney every year to reprove that the child still needed to stay in Winston Park. And because they didn't have the actual IEP for the for the Nickerson, they just automatically placed her daughter in a public school. Wow. In order for them to do that, they have to prove that she no longer needs the service that the Nickerson generated. And that's generated. what I said to her. And that's what I said to her. I said, no. And I said, while we're at it, we will, you know, I said, we'll change that because if not, you'll keep going through this. This is an 11-year-old kid. Why doesn't she go to someplace like uh, the Peace Institute or even NILPI? Well, she came New York to us. The what? She came to us. No, I, I'm just saying. We're barely, listen, with all due respect, I, I have the utmost respect for lawyers. You know, it's certainly not a, not a thing that, you know, is my area of concentration. But I have been, at least to, to the best of my knowledge, have had as much success advocating for parents as have you, Ellen, without actually having to reach to an attorney. And now, there have been egregious cases that warrant 
and attorneys uh, stepping in. But I think that you and I have, I think collectively have been able to save this the, the DOE a lot of money in having to go to arbitration. <laughs> 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 with parents. Am I correct, Ellen? Well, you know, it's a two-edged sword. So you say you say to the mother or father, tell them I'm getting an attorney. If it works and they, and they turn around and say, oh, Lord, I don't want to, you know, go through this again, it's great. But if, if it doesn't work and they say, yeah, sure, fine, go ahead, you might as well go to some place that's at little or no cost. I mean, the yeah. Peace Institute is mediation. Yes. They can come in. Milpi, New York Lawyers for the Public Interest, has a, what's her name? Paula Martinez Boone, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I get emails from her all the time. Yeah. Could, could it, if, even if you don't use a lawyer, she can give you advice. The Bar Association. You call the New yeah. York City Bar Association, mm -hmm. you ask for the lawyer for the day, they give you the lawyer for the day, you tell him you have an education issue, and he gets you in touch with somebody who's been, because of an agency that, that or a legal organization that donates his time. Yeah, you know, pro bono. So, thank you. Sometimes all you need is the words. See, I, I always used to say to them, oh, that's not a problem. Let me put in front, send me the paperwork, and I'm going to put in for an impartial hearing. And as soon as I said that, all of a sudden, my issue was resolved. And like I said, I used to always I used to remind them that I was like a convict on death row. Nothing to, nothing to lose and all the time in the world. Jesus. You know? <laughs> That's a because, heck of a comparison, right? Well, you know, who else has that kind of time? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Nobody. No, all you do is sit and think. It's today the day. <laughs> but this, this brings up a thought that I had actually today, right? So, what, what the. What? Because I, of course, another thing, I love reading the comment section of the the people's posts on Facebook, right? On different, because right. it's very enlightening, because I feel like, oh, I want to see what people are thinking. So, the whole mass exodus of New Yorkers leaving New York, going other places, right? On top of parents being frustrated with their child's school or even the problem of you know children going supposed to be starting new schools can't hear from those schools all types of issues so my thought was well shucks if i don't like my current school what is to stop me from finding that the one that I actually like and actually enrolling them for virtual learning. The 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 school that is like in Timbuktu somewhere that can support my child's needs and enrolling them there. Because everything is virtual, no? What 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 would stop a parent from actually accomplishing that? I don't I think a lack of adventure 
<laughs> or maybe no, I'm serious. Or maybe just uh, that I hadn't thought about it. That that was my thought because I'm like, man, if I could, not that I'm sorely displeased with my my current school team. But if they, in the event that I really despise my school team, and I'm like, well, I found this this other school that I really, really like, and they'll take him, and I'll be virtual, I'm jumping shit. It's not nowhere near my district, nowhere near my, you know, like nothing like we're going, talking about probably a school upstate New York, but it's virtual. <laughs> What would put outside of the the criterias of living, whatever, if they were to say, listen, all these people have left and we need to kind of fill our numbers back up. If you want to come, by all means, what would compel a parent not to do that? And jumping out of this whole New York City system. Well, if it's a private school, nothing, probably. If it was another public school, you'd probably have to prove residency. You know. But if it were a private school, if it was, you know, the, the you-can-do-it school of Oneonta, I don't know what would stop you from enrolling your kid. Unless, you know, tuition would stop you. Tuition aside, the the school is like Winston Prep, spectacular, doing great things for children. They'll take him. I want my child to succeed just as much as the next person. Why right. not? Are that you thinking of it? No. Oh. I, it just crossed my mind. I'm like, hmm, well, we're all virtual. What's to stop me from jumping ship and going somewhere that makes most sense? Then well, look at this one. It's a virtual it's a virtual ship jump too. You won't hurt yourself. Right. You ain't Jack Spratt. You ain't swinging on the rafters. I don't I I, I just, know, it would be interesting. Right. I, it crossed my mind. Not like I was planning to do it, but I'm like, well, if cuz it's just so much I mean and it only crossed my mind because there's just so much frustration out there with we're we're going blind. Everything is blind. Uh, again, like I started out saying, you know, these are the up weeks for last week, but the whole thing could be a totally different ball game next week. And that's just how we've been rolling since March, pretty much. Yeah. And who really wants to continue life like that? So... If I can find somewhere that brings structure and consistency and is like, forget this, I'm running my own show, and this is what is going to work and has worked for our student population, then why not? In a world that uh, our kids need consistency, aside from, you know, being at home all the time, their education and, and routine for services needs to be consistent. Why not? I, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know where I would have looked 
things are so much easier to do at this point now, silly as it sounds. Not only can you do your research online, you can do your education online. Right. I. So where's he going? <laughs> where's he going? Does Matt know? Yale at this point. Yale. <laughs> Yale. Yale. Yeah. Yale. Harvard. Whichever one takes the either one. Either one. I mean, they busting doesn't even have it together with um, parent reimbursement. Uh, uh, District seventy five doesn't even know really how well uh, related services are going. Oh, learning bridges even worse. Oh, please no don't clue. A parent asked a question about learning bridges and how to support our our kids, and that there was no answer for that one. None. No, the the answer was just they might as well had said nothing. They might as well had ignored the question on learning bridges. Yeah. They, they, was this at the D seventy five forum? Yep. Okay. Yep. Sad. How long did that last? Till 11.30, I think it was, right? Yeah. 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 10 to 11.30. Okay. Yeah. It, it was, it, yeah. I can't think. Yeah. It was, it was quite, I see you dancing, <laughs> If you can only see him. I can hear him. <laughs> It sounds yeah. delicious. There's it just, just, just so frustrating. There's just so many unknowns, and it's annoying because I don't like not knowing. The rest of my life is a hot mess. Let's just get the school thing in order at least. But it's there's not. So many, there's so many moving parts. How to get the kid to school? Do you go full time? Do you go part time? Do you? Who wears a mask? Who doesn't wear a mask? How big is the classroom? How small is the classroom? What's the percentage of kids in uh, on the floor? How much of this? How much of that? Does the you know does having the extra adult in the room change the ratio? Change, and that's not even considering. Oh, this is an old building. You know, we can't open the windows, or we don't open the windows, or this is a new building, and half of our classrooms don't have windows because the building, you know, all the cl those classrooms are inside in in a circular setup inside the building. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's an old curse. May you live in interesting times. I'm just confused, though, right? Here's where I'm confused. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. But this whole ventilation, no windows thing. Oh. Just, was it a surprise? Was it? Did it I just don't... happen yesterday? Because we've been out since March. You know that eventually we'll end up back in the school building, whatever that version of it will look like, right? Why was it like, oh my God. The ventilation. We all knew it was like that before. We all knew that the classrooms were nasty. The bathrooms had no tub and no soap. No, like that wasn't a surprise. They, like, 
just leave me speechless. Like, like how is this something brand new that needs to be fixed? And then, of course, now we need 11 more days to figure it out. You should have figured this out from March, boo. Get it together. Not even from, from March, from people. I agree. Years ago about their schools being jacked up, broken up, windowless. But yet we keep, oh, I can't. In some ways, you have to admire them because everything is new. <laughs> in other ways, and, and, in other ways, you have to laugh. They just, they just take the wind out of me because I'm just so confused. The UFT and their argument, our teachers won't go back without proper ventilation. Oh, my gosh. You should have been arguing for their proper ventilation. I'm not going back because the kids did. Like, I cannot. I, I, then they put in the stipulation that uh, they must follow their 50-point uh, requirement which includes uh, random testing, boom, mind blown, why, of teachers and students. How does that work? Because my kid is not part of no random testing, unless he's a druggie, and I need to make sure he's uh, not falling back into the drugs. But that's not going to work for me, for my kid. That's like saying, oh, we've got a random test for the flu. That's the, I can't. I just, Wait, if you can see my face right now, I'm just so distressed. <laughs> I, I have a concern that the random testing will be predominantly for minorities. That too! And I, now, the, how does that not become discriminatory? I'm exhausted. I don't know. I, I need a drink, but I've given up drinking for the next month and a half. <laughs> what happened? Your liver would you do that? I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm working out. So I'm going on vacation. Oh, where to? I'm going to Cancun. <laughs> you do. I'm going to Cancun. No worries. I even bought these um <laughs> these masks that I'm still waiting for in the mail. I got to check where they are. It's um oh, the... The the home oh, the bandages that the sports athletes use that are bendable that it's like tape and stuff but they make like, masks. like the K tape like the K tape yes that's exactly it but they make masks out of them so you can kind of put it on your face without the the straps around yeah. your ears oh okay so I'm buy I bought those to try out on Matt did you see them on Facebook a hairstylist I follow uses it in her salon okay. yeah. Okay. So when in, so when she does hair, she can actually do hair without the the rubber bandy things around the ears. But yeah, I'm, I'm using that to try out to see if that works for Matt to wear because I am taking my kid to Cancun for his birthday. I would oh love God. to be your child. I'm telling you, he can't have his actual birthday party I planned, which was a Target party. Yes, your birthday. So yeah, so yeah, I, this is why I'm stopped drinking because I need to look fierce in Cancun. I think Yes, that's Titi Mercy. Titi Mercy. Um. Yes, sir. But yeah, so this is why I can't drink. But this whole thing has stressed me out. I think I need to take up at least. Uh, I'm drinking water. Lots. That's of, good. Yes. So this is my cocktail. 
lots of water because otherwise, oh my gosh, I'd probably be eating a snack, which I shouldn't. No, I'll have a carrot. Have a carrot on me. I'm going to have some grapes with my water. Okay. I like grapes. Yes, sir. You need to go to bed. Yes, but the whole thing, this whole thing, every time somebody opens their mouth that's on the, the higher up chain, it, it gives me agita. But you know the other the other end of that. Every I've heard a number of people say that the decision should be made at the school level, and that scares me to no end. Because what I, happened I, to parents? Where where do we fall into this? Because if we don't send if we don't send our kids to school, there'd be no school. And when I'm not even talking about. Uh, remote learning too like if parents were to be like listen I'm just gonna figure this out on my own there's a home legit homeschool program I'm not doing this whole system thing what would happen then they, come on you can't leave parents out of this discussion it's our kids we're sending to be with you to nurture their minds with you like how are you leaving us out of the discussion mind blow can't because they don't see us as a united front. That's the hard part. No, they're Small. so caught up in that. They think we all think that they're babysitters instead of the, the nurturers of the mind. It is. On that note, it's a quarter to ten. Trisha? Trisha. I think we lost Ellen, her. Trisha? I'm here. I'm here. I I said, Ellen, Ellen has a long drive home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's now 945. And like any good thing, uh, this must come to an end. I love when I, when I can get to chat with you ladies. Thank you so much for sharing your opinions. What? You thought we were going to be shy? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't say much, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fun times, as usual. Ladies, I appreciate you. I love you. And until next time, later. <laughs> Later, 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 later. Bye. Bye. Bye.